Are you ready for this? John Merriman, a one-hand sack. Boom, boom, boom. Out go the lights. This is Lights Out with Sean Merriman. What's up, guys? We're back again on the Lights Out podcast with me, Sean Merriman. And today we're talking to one of my favorite coaches, one of my favorite guys, and one of the best D coordinators who's ever did it. Coach some of the best players, best defenses of all time. My former coach of the Chargers, Wade Phillips. Uh, and we're going to be t- talking about a-, a lot of different things. One, like what in the hell is going on with some of these defenses? Um, some of these late game collapses, uh, missed cues and coverages and all sorts of things and how the offseason and COVID and different things might have affected what's happening right now on the defense side of the ball. And another thing, this coming from me, how in the hell doesn't a Wade Phillips have a job right now? Who doesn't need a Wade Phillips? Uh, he's coached some of the greatest players in history. I'm not putting myself up there, but whatever. Uh, and there's so many different things that he can do and, and contribute right now in today's game and having a lot of fun with this and some of the stories. Me coming in as a rookie, not knowing what in the hell to do. And the favorite story that I have nowadays, uh, it, what I talk about is Coach Phillips, uh, Greg Manunsky and John Pagano all bringing me back in the room when I couldn't figure out the playbook and sitting me down and saying, kid, we're going to line you up. And then after that, we want you to see ball, go ball. And that's my phrase still now to this day, long after football, see ball, go ball. How, how you been, man? I'm doing good. Yeah. Just, uh, like everybody, you know, I, I, uh, I'm not doing nothing and, and I don't start till noon. So <laughs> not a whole lot going on, going on these times. You, uh, how much football are you able to uh, still watch? Are you still, uh, catching up and seeing all the games? Yeah. Yeah. I've watched the games and I got that all 22 deal where you can, you know, you can look at the games a little more technical, technical than just watching on TV. So. You, you know, it's, it's funny because I tell people all the time, like when you, like when I retired, you start watching the game as as we did in the film room. So you know, you go to like a place and the game is on, and people are yelling like, "Oh, he that he that guy's supposed to have that guy." That's I said, guys, listen, all right, he's supposed to drop in the flats. That's not that's not his guy. That's right. So do you still have that same mindset? Oh yeah, you're breaking film down. Yeah, yeah, I see. Well, I mean, it's like we yeah, I watch the players and what they're doing, you know, and and most people are watching the ball, you know, so. Uh, that's the difference, really. Yeah, yeah, and um, w- watching the ball, and you know me, I'm watching guys on the sideline, like a you know a turnover or something like that. So I'm watching body language. I'm watch- so when people are talking about, hey, this, this, these these guys going to come back and approach the field and do this and do that, and I said, let me let me look at the sideline. Let me see who's pissed off that they just got a turnover. Let me see who's pissed off and trying to get the offense or the defense back into the game. And that's how I just I start to determine. Um, you know how, what? How that team is built? Well, that's for sure. And then, especially uh, nowadays, where there's nobody in, the, there's no crowd to keep you going or get you excited or get you mad. So that you really have to all. Do, you know, we always talk about you know doing it together and and that. But you really do nowadays with no crowd, nobody in the stand. So there's nobody to pep you up. That's for sure. So the enthusiasm has got to be really honest. Yeah, and you know, I said just that because this year is different than it's been in any other year. Uh, having no off season, and I wanted I want to take it back to 
not having an offseason and coming in like a guy like myself in 2005 when I got drafted by the Chargers. Um, I still tell a funny story that when I came in, I couldn't catch up on a playbook. Uh, the playbook was this thick, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I, I was just flying around out there, and uh, I didn't have an offseason with the team. So I came on the field, and I'm flying around. I'm going all the wrong directions. I couldn't line up right. And you guys, meaning you, uh, Coach Magano, uh, Coach Manunsky, all you guys brought me into a room after practice, and I'm, I'll never forget the conversation. And they, you guys told me that you're going to line me up, but after that, we want you to see ball, go ball. And, like, that's that's the terminology that I love to use nowadays. Yeah, well, I mean, some some people get too technical. It's pretty it's it's pretty simple game, and that uh, teaching-wise really is, you know, have know what to do and how to do it, and then do it with 100% effort. You know, that's – I mean, it, you know, I think you got to get it down to basics. And then you got to let guys, well, guys like you, now, I, I didn't do that with everybody, but guys, guys like you, you know, let them, let them utilize their talent, you know, and, um, you know, you're one of my favorites, you know that, but uh, I don't, I don't know if everybody knows. I mean, you got all those sacks and I've had a lot of guys that had, you know, really a lot of sacks, but you're probably the best two-way guy. And I'm talking about, Playing the run and the pass. I mean, you you were dominant in the run and the pass, and I, I'm not. I don't know if people give you enough credit for that, but I damn sure do. <laughs> no, I appreciate that, Coach. And I and I, and I want to jump into something too because, you know, the other day Alden Smith and I think also uh, Demarcus Lawrence from the Cowboys they came out and they said, you know, we could play a lot faster if the playbook was simpler, and still to this. Still to this day, when I talk about coming into the NFL, trying to figure things out and everything moving so fast and how simple you made it for us, it was it was once we had a play, that was it. You know, sometimes we'll come up and show different Hollywood coverages and move around pre-snap or whatever, but the play was still the same. And if someone, uh, you know, swapped formations and went to a power of the week or whatever side that was, we were smart enough and caught on enough to know both positions at the same and will. But ultimately, the game was so simple for us, all you had to go out there is worry about making a play. Well, you know, people always say, and people in football always say, uh, you play faster if you don't have to think. But that's not really true. You play faster if you know what to do. And so it's our job as coaches. And and I've always, you know, being at it for a long time, I've seen so many coaches say, you know, blame it on players basically, but, you know, he made this mistake, they made this mistake. Well, I'm the teacher. They shouldn't be making those mistakes. You know, it's like I have the test, right? Like college, I have the test and I have all the answers and I give them to you. So you should know what to do. So I'm not doing a good enough job if I don't get that done. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I, I will spoil you. If you don't know, you're coming in from college and you get into the pros. Uh, you, you got all these new teammates, all these different you know characters and coaches and everybody you're trying to get used to. And you really don't understand and know how a coach can change a player's really career and and ultimately make his standpoint and who they are in NFL because I tell people all the time I said I, I, I got lucky with playing in a wave fill of defense and playing for that coaching staff because without that I'm telling you I don't I don't think that it would have been three Pro Bowls back to back and all those records and all that other stuff because I got you guys put me in a position 
to make plays. You knew what I can do, and you let me go out there and 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 play in the defense to to fly around. Well, that's what you do with your best players. I mean, to me, that's coaching. You get you do have to if you get if you really get a really good player, you got you got to put him in position where he can make the plays that he he can make, and then then it's lights out, baby. So <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, I mean, you know, but we knew that about you from the first day, from the first practice. Low Neil found out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, every time I talk about uh, that coming on that for that, I think it was that third uh, padded practice with the fans out there. Right. And I was I wasn't there the off season, and I I never forget reading all the the clips. I think Philip even came out something and said something like. You know, oh, he's supposed to be here and all this other stuff. And I'm, my head is about to, I'm just pissed off because I'm like, man, they just don't even know. <laughs> you know, this is a contract dispute and I want to be out there. And the first day that, that I got pads, it happened to be a fan practice and at night. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I put on the pads. I'm coming out there. I'm getting all hyped up. I, you know, 3,000 people out there. And now I just remember all these clips and people saying, oh, he should be here. Who does God think he is? And I come running out there. And I'm talking about every time that I ran over the bags where I made a move, the crowd, the crowd was just clapping. And they was just hyping me up. And uh, we went 101 uh, pass rush with the running backs. And uh, I got up there first. Now, in this drill, you're really supposed to – you know, Olay guys and, sure. and, and and work work a pass rush move, but I was so pissed off from what was said <laughs> and so hyped up that Low Neal, Lorenzo Neal, uh, soon to be Hall of Fame fullback yep. and one of the best fullbacks that that that's ever played the game was right in front of me, and all I was thinking about was I'm going to run through him, I'm going to run through him and let everybody know, and uh, I ran through Low Neal. You ran over, and I just. <laughs> <laughs> I ran, I ran over, him. over him. Yeah, and I and I heard the crowd. Ooh, yeah. that's all I heard. And I this the practice field stopped, and uh, I was like, okay, cool. Well, he called you out too. He said, "I want you," <laughs> and that yeah, <laughs> yeah that that was a that was a, a great moment. Yeah, that was a great moment. So, uh, yeah, you you were you weren't a rookie anymore <laughs> for that play. <laughs> <laughs> What uh, what do you see like around the league now? Because people always ask ask me like, who are some of the favorite players I like to watch? Right? Or so who were some of the guys that played like me or had a different, a same type of style? Not, I, I would I always say like Khalil Mack, right? Oh yeah, like Khalil Mack is just yeah. if I'm looking at it, a guy who just he'll play the run, he'll play the pass, he can drop and covers a little bit if you need to. But his mentality towards the game, I'm like, man, this dude is just. He's on another level. And Pagano, actually, when he coached him up in Oakland, he called me after the first practice and he said, yo, lights, this dude, Khalil Mack, he, he's, he's you. He's on another level. And I said, what do you mean? He said, this guy's flying around. Who, who do you see like some of the guys now sitting back watching that resemble some of the, some of the good, really good players you coached in the past? Well, I mean, I, I just got through coaching Aaron Donalds, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he's a beast now. Huh? The the thing about you and I, you know, I, I know I'm not pumping you up or anything, but the thing about you and 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 a lot of the great players I've coached is uh, you want to do more all the time. I mean, when we ran sprints, then you ran extra. When we lifted, you lifted extra. When you got on the when people got on the treadmill, you did extra. You not only had great talent, but you 
you went to that next level because you utilize your talent and that people don't people don't realize that what hard workers some of the great players are is the reason they're great players is they they really work at it and uh, yeah i've always appreciated uh, especially the, those kind of guys and, and aaron's the same way jj watt was the same way and and uh von miller von was the same way uh demarcus Ware, you know the guys i've coached lately so uh, but Reggie White was like that when I coached him. And- yeah, you know, coach, that's one that that's one thing I I always wanted to ask you. I I we never we never got a chance, and I never kind of picked your brain about some of the some of the past guys you coached because when I got drafted, I obviously I got the call from Marty Schottenheimer. But the second thing I did after I finished celebrating with my family and everybody's kind of happy and 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 you know enjoying the moment is I looked up. All the great teams and defenses you coach, but especially the great players, you know, back in the buff, you know, Buffalo days on until you know, I I looked at everybody, you know, talk you know, talk about Reggie White, man, and and you know, because that was one of my guys that I watched growing up, and you know, the Bruce Smiths and Biscuits, but especially Reggie. Yeah, Reggie was, uh, you know, uh, he set the record with twenty one sacks, you know, um, that until they broke it. Uh, until Strahan broke it with 22, but he was like you. He only played 12 games that year. He played. He played. He had 21 sacks in 12 games. Now you had 16 and 12, and that's monumental. But Reggie had 21 in 12 games because they had a strike, Oof. and so we only played 12 games. That, like the second year I coached him, he, yeah, he had he had 21 sacks, but it was in 12 games. So, um, but he was a he was a gentle giant that. Uh, was a lot of fun to be around. He always, he could, he could imitate everybody. I don't know how they can imitate me, but, <laughs> but he did Muhammad Ali and people and uh, just fun to be around all the time. What a great guy, but a great player. Yeah. And, and I, and I got a chance to play for um, or play with a lot of guys and a lot of guys who don't get credit. Not, and, and I'll tell people all the time still to this day that guys like Jamal Williams, right? Jamal Williams oh, yeah. really, no, I don't think, I mean, we're, I appreciated him because I know that without him taking up those double teams in that space, the quarterbacks couldn't step up. You know, I got a chance to go around the corner. Um, but Jamal Williams was one of the greatest players I got a chance to play with. He was he was on another level, but he never received that notoriety because of, you know, one, his position. It was a, a kind of a, a, a grimy, do the dirty work type of position, man. But he was another one that was just just a great defensive player. Oh, he's dominant, dominant inside. And you know what he did? And I think you remember, you know, he not, for a guy that was six six one maybe, <laughs> he knocked down more passes than than most any in fact I use him still use him as an example because if, if you remember, you know, guys that do things well, they they work at it. And every drill, every walkthrough, when it was a pass or a simulated pass in practice, he put his hands up. And that, that's why he knocked down so many passes, you know. And he could rush the passer. Wasn't he couldn't rush the passer. But he worked at it all the time. And like I say, he'd be he'd be watching film and, and, raise, and, and raise his hand. So, I mean, if you work at something enough, you know, that, that always proved to me if you work at something enough that you can do better at it and get good at it. And uh, and so I used him as an example of, of, uh, of a guy that did that all the time and, and got better. And, and – uh, I always try to use guys as an example. If I've got a, if I've got a Sean Merriman, I'm going to tell everybody: if you play like 
Sean plays as hard as he plays, then then we're going to be good. And that's you know, that that really helps. Coach, you made everybody good, man. I'm not going to lie. Like every, you know, we, I mean, I look at the year that, you know, I had the 17 sacks. I think SP, Sean Phillips had 12 and Luis Castile had six. I mean, Igor Shansky was getting his, Joxy's there. Guys were just spreading love because I think we had 70 sacks. 70, we did. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, nobody's come close to that. So, yeah, what are you? No, no, for for sure. And then, so, and I'm looking around the league now and I'm like, hold on. How in the hell doesn't Coach Wade Phillips something like one of these teams, one of these defenses don't have you there? Like I'm looking at the Falcons and the Seahawks, even you know certain parts of the Cowboys, Jackson, somebody, <laughs> right? Because um, I, I just don't understand it. And I, you know, Coach, I was going through like, uh, is it maybe COVID through the off season off, and and maybe they didn't have enough time to prepare for a coaching staff or bring you in, but I'm. I'm like, if you look at coaches, Coach Phillips' body of work over all the years you've been around, somebody needs your needs your help. And so, have you have you sat back and thought about it? Thought about that at all? Well, I, yeah, I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to do something, but you know, you got to be hired first. So, but uh, no, I, I mean, you know, uh, it, it's it's a combination of a lot of things, and part of it's age. I, you know, I just. Uh, I think people think you're older and maybe you're out of touch. I don't know. But, I, hey, I, I started at the bottom, and I'm here right now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> yeah, but and I'm looking at it, man. It's it's frustrating for me because whether it's age or whatever the, the reason is for, maybe there's no reason at all, but – it's hard. Numbers don't lie, man. It's you know numbers just don't lie. And and you what you've done in the National Football League with every team you've gone to, um, you know at, before way before me and after me, you just continued to do what you've done. I, I just haven't seen have any has anybody called? Have you talked to anybody that was interested before the season started? Or, yeah, or was kind of was, was it your decision? Opportunities, but it didn't work out. But. Uh... Hey, you notice my little whoop, there it is. My little trophy back there. I see it. Yeah, we <laughs> we almost got one. We we you know, and that's that's when you realize how hard it is to to get one of those because uh it's it's we had some really good teams and, and obviously Tom Brady <laughs> Tom Brady was pretty good too, but but uh <laughs> uh but I, I'm I'm pretty proud of that one. I talk to LT about that all the time in the teams that we had 06, definitely the 06 team, oh, yeah. but possibly even, you know, the 05 when I came in with Drew Brees and we had a good team then and, and yeah. kind of just missed the playoffs in 05. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, 05, I don't know if people realize that. In 04, the the uh, uh, Chargers had the first pick in the draft. I mean, 05, they had the first pick in the draft, right? We had the yep. first, that means you're the worst team in football. <laughs> and we went twelve and four, so we we that, that was a pretty damn good team, pretty damn good. Yeah, and I and I talk about it all the time. I said, man, why couldn't we just grab one, you know at least one ring out of those that that tenure that I was there that that team yeah. that we had? And you look back on it, man. We across the board we had, I think what ten or eleven Pro Bowlers yeah. on that 0-16. Yeah, we had we had some great players. Needed better coaching. 
<laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Coach, what's uh, so look? What's what's next, man? What do you uh, if not this year, how how long do you want to keep coaching? Do you want to you know have that another well, shot I, next year? You or know, just... I, I enjoy. You know, I enjoy. The reason I enjoy it is for the people. I'm, you know, I like being around players and and coaches and uh, being a part of it. But uh, you know, if it didn't for me, if it didn't doesn't work out, I, you know, I'm I'm happy to be retired and and watch football, enjoy that, and enjoy my grandkids. You know, so uh, you know, I'm at that point in my life that you know it's, I am older, so uh, I'm gonna enjoy it. You know, I'm gonna enjoy it no matter what. So coaching or not, but I, I do believe I could help someone. I see some bad defenses out there. <laughs> what are you seeing right now with these defenses and, and what's going on? Yeah, I thought the defenses actually would be ahead of the offense uh, because there's no preseason, no offseason. You know, usually the defense is ahead, uh, but uh, it hadn't been the case. I, I'm uh, I'm wondering, uh, for some of it's because you hadn't tackled any. I think that's that's part of it, you know. Uh, you, st- you still got to get used, used to the speed of the game and uh, and being able to tackle when uh, when it's going full speed. So maybe that's part of it. I, I do think people put in so much defense. Um, you know, they put in their full install, and the players aren't ready for it. I mean, you still can't make mistakes. You know, and we, we tried to make it simple, but it's not a simple game. You know, offenses are complicated, so it makes defenses – have to adjust to a lot of things. So I just think uh, maybe, maybe they've, and players have said it, they, they got too much in early uh, because they would, they put normal like they would the first game, but they hadn't had any preseason. They hadn't had any all season. So you're going to make mistakes mistakes get you beat. So that, that's kind of what, the way I look at it. Yeah. And just to that point, um, you know, like you said, the offenses, I thought for sure we're going to come in slow because it's time and routes. It's, it's so much you got to put into the playbook. And when I seen Alden Smith and Demarcus Lawrence come out and say what they said about the playbook being too complex, uh, I said, maybe they need to dumb it down because you still have rookies. You got free agents who've come in and trying to, you know, get their legs up under them. Um, there's what barely no mini camps, OTAs being able to sit in that meeting room and go over things and allow these young pups, these young guys to make these mistakes and figure out the mistakes. I mean, film room will change a young guy's year coming in learning and watching film, being able to make those mistakes and coming back back out and correct it. But they didn't have that. They didn't have any of that this off season. So, you know, to your point, you got, sometimes you got to dumb it down. Yeah. And I think the offense is because they can, you know, offenses can, do stuff with no pads on, you know, they can get a lot of their time and they can get their play. They can really get in their whole playbook defenses because they haven't uh, practiced tackling. They haven't taken, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to simulate a defense more than I, you know, that. So I, I think that's just got them behind a little bit. It baffles me. I can't even put my finger around it. How someone even mid mid season, you know, four games in that they don't have you in to be a part of that staff. You know, one of these teams that that look promising, uh, you know, the Seahawks or something, you know, somebody that looks promising to get a ring this year. But you need to tighten that defense up. I'm surprised. Uh, well, that's that's just part of the game. You know, you know, it's a business, too. You know that you've been through it, too. You know, players, yeah. players go through it as a business. 
coaches do too. So, you know, that's just the way it worked out. But I, I'm going to be, I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing. You know that. So even if I'm not doing anything till noon. <laughs> so, let, so let me ask you, you get that call next year and, you know, it's a desirable position. Are you still open to coach next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I say, I, I think I can help. And that's, you know, uh, it's all about winning. You know, it, it's fun to play. It's, it's, it's fun to have the games. But the real thing is to be able to win, you know. And that's not that's not easy to do. People think it's easy to do, but it's not. And I've been lucky to be able with a lot of winning teams. And uh, that's what makes it even more fun. Well, Coach, every, everybody I talked to that played for you, played against you, uh, we all say the same thing. I was and I was talking to Marcellus Wiley the other uh, the day when we were on the show. Thank God for Wade Phillips. <laughs> we always say that. So, man, I, I hopefully uh, you know we see you coaching. Uh, you know, I, I personally can't thank you enough for what you did for me in my career, man. I, I really and I'm and I mean this. I'm not saying I'm I'm really mean this because uh, I don't believe that I would have had the success I've had without you coaching without you guys being there and, and bringing this young pup in and, uh, and let me, let me wreak havoc, man. Let me get after some people and, and very few coaches that can do that. And, and I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but I think you, you were going to be great no matter what, but, but uh, I was happy to see it. And that's for sure. You, you made a big difference in the game and turn those lights out. on them. <laughs> I still love that. I still love that. And, uh, and I love you. I love players. I love uh, I love good people that uh, that work hard like you did. And and uh, uh, I love being part of the game. But I, but I love the people in it. And and you're certainly one of them. I appreciate you, Coach. Love you, man. Always. And uh, whenever you get hey, back on that field, hey hey, especially in this day and time. Yeah. Especially in this day and time. Absolutely. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yeah. Absolutely. I love you, Coach Man. I appreciate you. <laughs> Same here. You got me. You got me. Uh, you got me a few years, extra years coaching. <laughs> 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 they say, "Why, Bearman? Well, yeah, okay. Well, maybe you can help us. So, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. I can't wait to see you Coach back coaching again next year, man. I love you. Well, thanks. Thanks. All right. Wow, what a outstanding time with my former coach Wade Phillips as you guys can tell he's one of the the best not only the best coaches but one of the best people around and let's just hope and pray that Wade Phillips is on somebody's coaching staff next year because he can do so much more uh in his coaching career and he's been doing it forever uh so again I had a great time with coach Phillips Thank you guys for listening in. Thank you guys for subscribing. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to rate me. Also, we've been getting great reviews, and I want to keep that going. And we're going to keep digging in. We're going to keep going. So let's go.